football on off the ball. I think he's a great footballer, but as a captain of Manchester United, I think you just have to have a little bit more about you to lead that team, especially a team that's not used to winning. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Lunchtime Wrap. On Off The Ball. With Energia, proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Think of the possibilities. It's Wednesday the 6th of September. This is the Lunchtime Wrap and I'm Cameron Hill. Good afternoon to Football First and the Republic of Ireland team have arrived in Paris ahead of their crucial Euro 2024 qualifier against France on Thursday night. Stephen Kenny will have to plan around the absence of Evan Ferguson. The Brighton striker picked up a knee injury in their 3-0 win over Newcastle in the Premier League on Saturday. Former Republic of Ireland star Gary Breen joined off the ball breakfast this morning. He likened Ferguson to another Irish goal-scoring machine, Robbie Keane. Yeah, perfect. I, I I mentioned that um, in an article that I've done leading into the game about the comparison to Robbie and that 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 sheer focus, that that insatiable appetite for goals, Robbie Keane. You just you know he literally elbow you out of the way to get across the front of you to get his goal. And I remember he turned up, um, and obviously I knew him from Ireland and stuff, and and we signed him from Wolves, which was a lot of money at the time, six million pounds for a teenager who'd only played Championship football. But as soon as he walked in, I mean, that first game I only played, we played Derby, he scores two goals, we win 2 0. The place just erupted, like, and, and there's a, and, and, and it was a case where even lads who were injured at Coventry would come out and watch training just to see some Robbie do something ridiculous. And I can imagine that something similar is happening at Brighton. And I referenced a brilliant quote because I remember at the time, us as players, teammates at Coventry and certainly supporters were going, well, he ain't going to be here long. And he wasn't. It was within a year, he'd gone to Syria with Inter Milan. But I heard a brilliant quote about six months or so ago from a Brighton supporter who said, and was talking about Evan Ferguson, and he said, listen, he won't always be a Brighton player, but he'd always be an Irish player. And I thought, yeah, he will. And how lucky we are to have him. Shelburne's hopes of progressing and the qualifying rounds of the UEFA Women's Champions League have been ended this morning. Noel King's side held Glasgow City to a scoreless draw at halftime but ended the match in Lithuania with a 2-0 defeat. UCD's time in the Premier Division is coming closer to an end. The students entertained title challengers Derry City anchored to the bottom of the table and 17 points off ninth-placed Cork City with only eight games remaining. They kick off at a quarter to eight this evening. In Gaelic games, Tipperary hurler Seamus Callanan has announced his retirement from the inter-county game. The 34-year-old made his championship debut in 2008 and won three All-Ireland titles with the Premier County in 2010, 2016 and 2019. Callanan had a year to remember with the Blue and Gold in 2019 as he lifted the Liam McCarthy Cup as Tipperary captain and won the Hurler of the Year award. The Drummond Inch club man also collected four All-Star awards during his career. You're listening to the Lunchtime Wrap on Off The Ball with Energia, proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Think of the possibilities. And it's to rugby we go next and Fiji out-half Caleb Munts has been ruled out of the World Cup. He sustained a knee injury in training earlier this week. Fiji start their tournament against Wales in Bordeaux on Sunday. While France have named their side for Friday's World Cup opener against New Zealand at the Stade de France, La Rochelle centre Jonathan Danty has been ruled out with Joram Moafana partnering Gael Ficou in the centre. Mathieu Jalibert starts at 10 in place of the injured Roman Entomac while Raider Wardy comes in for Sichel Bay. Former Leinster and Ireland hooker James Tracy joined Monday's Off the Ball Breakfast. He believes that despite it only being a warm-up, the 35-7 defeat to the Springboks in Twickenham will have left a sizeable mark on the All Blacks' confidence. I find it hard to say it doesn't matter because in the back of your minds it always is the confidence thing and is a like if you could 
bottle momentum up momentum in anything in life in sport and anything it's just like when stuff's going for you it goes for you it's like that just sucks every bit of momentum that a group that a belief when you know that that kind of one percent in the back of your mind of when things are going right you're like oh we got this we'll get there i feel like that's definitely going to be in the back of their heads now we had colin slade on last week who was the um sub out half to uh dan carter for that period of time and um was involved in two World Cup squads he was making the point that they're a little bit relaxed about it because there was a bit of jet lag in the team and that'll be gone by the time the game against France is like do you just find an excuse cling on to that excuse and then it's gone and you try and start new and go actually we were the really good team who beat that South Africa side in the rugby championship by playing great rugby for half an hour yeah, you I, 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 well, you definitely have to try. You know whether it's whether you deep down believe it or not is is another uh, question. But like, you do have to, of course, you have to you have to diagnose what went wrong. You know what was wrong in the week. How can we fix it? And you try and move on and take your learning from that and move forward. But for me as a punter looking at it I'm like they know yeah. deep down when like chips are down they South get, Africa took their soul exactly yeah they can get bullies they were taken to the deep water and yeah it wasn't good yeah and yet I get the sense that you don't have South Africa in the top two teams going into this World Cup only only because we're going so well and France at home I just feel like uh, yeah I, the, the top three teams don't get me wrong top three teams South Africa are clearly like very 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 close to to being there but i just i think i genuinely think we're we're you know i have very very good feeling about us winning the world cup but it's like france at home is just it's so hard to to you know like it's your head and your heart kind of feel to it um i feel like we've we've beaten south africa we know how to um how to play against those those bigger sides it doesn't mean you're going to beat them every time like they're clearly like a handful to deal with you know what they're going to do but they're just so unbelievably good at doing it uh, I'd just be um, I'd be optimistic for, for us and, and I just feel like this, this French team has been their age profile everything about them how they've built over the last kind of three years I feel like if there was going to be a time it's going to be now and that'd be the only reason I have them as kind of like um, it'd be Ireland South Africa apart from just the storyline of the last four years and them having it at home mm. um, kind of pips them in there for me anyway in tennis, the semi-final lineup will be confirmed at the US Open in New York later. Defending men's champion Carlos Alcaraz plays Alexander Zverev with the other quarter-final in advance of that between Daniel Medvedev and Andrei Rublev. In the women's singles, Arena Sabalenka faces Kin Wen-Zhen and Wimbledon winner Marketa Vondrasova takes on the American Madison Keys. In horse racing, Gorham Park stages seven races on the flat from 2.20. There's also a seven-race flat. There's also a seven-race flat fixture at Cork, which begins just before 4.30. And on this day in 1975, Czech tennis star Martina Navratilova asked for political asylum in New York City during the US Open. Then, just 18 years old, Navratilova lost her semi-final at the Grand Slam to eventual winner Chris Everett. She then went to the offices of the Immigration and Naturalization Service in New York City and informed them that she wished to defect from the communist country. Within a month, she received a green card, and in 1981, she became a U.S. citizen. Navratilova would go on to win her first U.S. Open in 1983, as well as 17 other Grand Slam singles titles during her career. That's all for Wednesday's Lunchtime Wrap. Keep up to date with the latest opinion, analysis and much more. Become a member today at offthewall.com forward slash join. Take care. The Lunchtime Wrap 
on Off The Ball. With Energia, proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Think of the possibilities.